In the town of Springfield on The Simpsons, in the middle of the town square, there's a statue of Jebediah Springfield, the founder of the town. On the bottom of this statue is a plaque that reads, The noblest spirit embiggens the soul. And I absolutely love that. Part of the reason I really like it is because it speaks to me a lot about what Will Fleming, podcaster, is doing. Will's a podcaster and an educator and a parent. He's just bought a house and he's in the middle of lockdown like the rest of us. So he's got a bit of spare time. When you sit down and look at what Will creates, where his aim is to expand your mind by blowing your mind, where he talks to guests each week about different aspects of what they're doing and their personalities and how they they tackle everything around them. It's honestly really inspiring. It's really strangely uplifting. And it's an amazing thing to be a part of. So I thoroughly recommend that if you get a chance, check out Please Blow My Mind wherever you get your podcasts from, because they're everywhere. I was really lucky to have Will sit down and chat with me with what was supposed to be a 15 minute conversation and ended up going for well over an hour because honestly Will is just, he is bloody awesome when it comes to sitting down and talking and catching up and we haven't done that in ages so it was a lot of fun for me. So enjoy this episode, don't forget to stick around to the end, all the information is down the bottom in the description as well. Thanks a lot. So how's your family been holding up through it? Yeah, good man. I mean, look, uh... I've got to be honest that um, I think part of the challenge is we obviously the world tells us there's a lot of variety in our our physical makeup, our mental makeup, and all of that stuff. So so you have to kind of preface all these chats with everyone's got a different scenario. Yeah. But it's one of the beauties of life, isn't it? It's one yes. of those things that if you look back through deep narrative, that seems to be the problem and the solution. Like take uh, War of the Worlds for example. Yeah. We, we bet them because of our variety and actually our resilience to yes. the common flu. And I kind of am sometimes hopeful to, to see this um, as it happens, you know, like it's like we're an immune system, humanity, not the virus we sometimes get, uh, you know, portrayed as matrix mm. and all of that stuff. You know, we're, we're more of an immune system and, and we actually need to be, um, a little bit opposite to ourselves, you know, and and push and pull, and I mean, all of the ancient symbolism suggests that, right, with the yin and yang and the, the chaos within type thing. And I kind of like seeing it playing out because I guess as long as uh, the immune system, like it does in our body, it's supposed to inflame and mm-hmm. become aware, and but then it has to kind of um, calm down. And I'm looking forward to seeing that cycle take place, right? We're in a very much a fight or flight zone and that's a it's a good zone because you know some of the study i've been doing recently is in stress and what it actually does to the body and you know you get a rise in adrenaline you get a rise in cortisol and they're not bad things they're just bad things if they stay on all the time yeah they're like your son leaving on the power the whole day yes it's not a bad thing everyone needs to be warm everyone needs light but if it's on all day all night guess what daddy gets hit with a massive bill so look with all of that said i kind of feel like my family is the perfect example of that we have lots of time together which the world would say is an amazing thing Mm -hmm. but the problem with a lot of time together is it's a lot of time together yeah and little things become challenges so i've got two answers one is it's just bloody amazing to be you know having opportunity to stay home with my family I do a lot of different things. So I teach remotely, which is great because I'm a digital technologies teacher. Imagine if I couldn't do that. It'd yeah. Be hilarious. 
but um, I've straight on uh, using my digital skill set to make that good and fun and using my podcast background to actually um, make sure the other person on the microphone and camera is feeling good. I feel like just because we've clicked on Zoom and everyone can run these things, we haven't really thought through the psychology of what it's like. Yeah. Which is why, Paul, you are perfectly suited to also do these Zooms because you've had years of well, studying, but also uh, transferring the in-person relationship digitally. And that's, that's yeah. a skill. I yeah, hope so. And, we'll, um, we'll see how it turns out at the end, but I, I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, no, it's, it's already turning out good from what you've told me, you know? Yeah, like, I, I've been very responding, happy so far. And they could always say no, you know? If you're not yeah. someone worth talking to, they'll say, sorry, dude, I'm busy. Yeah. So I think the fact that you've got a network of people who are ready to um, withdraw some of that for you is a good thing. Uh, but, you know, on the, on the negative side... Um, it's revealed some holes in my uh, patience. You know, yeah. I have been just because I'm learning about stress and how to reduce it does not mean it's an effective, does not mean it always works. Yeah. You know, so I've, I like that re uh, revelation that it makes me think that even people in, you know, Jacinda and that who have to portray this level of strength, you can bet your bottom dollar that they're also probably. You know, I don't know if we can swear or not. Like, you can beep it out, shit and bricks. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's a nice thought to have. There's these kind of different levels where everything has to operate at. And, and that's like parenting is a good example. Yeah. You know, dad will and dad Paul are different versions of professional, but yeah. we're in the same shell. But I guess the challenge today is you might, let, let's say, hypothetically, and probably for me sometimes true, probably for most of us. Let's say like our goal is to have a happy, warm home. Yeah. And some months get a bit short on money. Let's just say hypothetically, um, just to give everyone a bit of an out. But you probably have a decision. Do I let everyone know that? Or do I just wear that for a month? Yeah. And we'll tick it up on the credit card. So let's say that something like that. I think the challenge is for the hierarchies of like government, it's so out in the open. We're like children. We're like their children. Yes. And they're telling us everything. And that's the overwhelming bit. And I kind of yearn for a bit of a time before where it's like, actually, I'm not a professor of something. Mm -hmm. They spent 25 years being professional at making sure the water runs. I mm -hmm. don't need to try and have a breakdown of why it works. Just please make it work. And yeah. I'll get busy trying to do what I do to offer value to society. It you know, must be a really like, weird position as well when you're there and you know, look, I'm going to tell you how many people have got the virus and the vaccine and that there's always going to be people who question it. And that yeah. that's got to be a hard, and I know my kids, are, uh, at least one of them will, will always question exactly what you tell them. Like it, it's yeah. got to be such a juggling act for them. Yeah. 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 And you know, not, I think a lot of it is just what I was referencing with humanity being a bit like a, an immune system you know we need people to stand up and say i don't believe in that i think it's just trying to find that balance and what's influencing that that's what's kind of annoying everyone i think is like we know enough not to know enough yeah and so you're trying to make these really big decisions on you know hearsay and it could be right but tomorrow it's wrong because the truth is probably no one really knows it's yeah. all educated guesses. Even like um, the professor who mentors me through my study journey, he's like, 
half of the half of the studies are wrong. It's like a fact that half of all scientific literature is wrong. <laughs> but the the pursuit is that we keep trying to aim for the yes. 50% that's right. And so it's trying to make an informed decision, which, you know, I, I think it comes back to those things like gut decisions, Paul, you know, like logic seems to sometimes get in the way. And I'm careful how I say it, because I'm not saying just gut feeling your way through. But for example, if there's like, you know, millions of people going one way, well, it's probably not a bad indication that yeah. that's okay, you know? And yes, you got to be careful because sometimes we can be like lemmings, right? But um, it's also, that that's what I was saying at the beginning, it's kind of like, well, look, man, if we all, if it all goes down and we made the wrong call, we're kind of all in it together. But I, the, the logic bit kicks in for me, especially around the vaccination stuff, where like, there's actually a boogeyman there to get us and that's that bloody covid itself yeah you know and you can't see it so it might as well be freddy krueger for Nightmare mm-hmm. on street it haunts you because you don't know you know where exactly what it is you can't see it but you can feel it and all of these things and then uh, that, that seems to be more scary than actually the potentials of what is going on with you know vaccines but again got to preface it with each to their own but yeah, I don't even. It's like the free speech argument, right? Like, do you should you be able to say anything you want, regardless? And that's kind of where some people sit. Yeah. And others are like, no, nah, I got to stop you. But like, I once had it explained to me that like, say whatever you want, but you better be ready for a backhand to come at you if yeah. it's gonna. Offend. You can be free to speak, like, but not free of consequences. That's right. That's right. But we want free to speak and free of consequence. And mm. I feel like we want that with the COVID stuff too, right? Yeah. I want to make my decision, but please, I want to be able to travel. I want to all, all these other things. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I think we just got to maybe behave a little bit, not in a, you know, um, Orwellian type, you know, <laughs> line up, you know, and, but I think there's going to be enough of us who stand up. Um, and I don't think it's a conscious thing. I think it's a more subconscious immune system type thing, you know, where uh, you'll, you'll feel a need and you will do that. And so, yeah, I sometimes sit and wonder, what are we, Paul? What, what are we in this? You know, if you look yeah. at the royal families and there's the, there's the king, the queen, whatever, the court jester, and what role are we? You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm master of the latrine half the time. <laughs> <laughs> so where you guys are at the moment are you near any of the outbreak points any of the places of interest we're in waiuku which yep. is south of auckland um so no but you know um it's a small little remote town in the north island so i mean we're still i think three streets over from where i live is where waikato starts are, are you so on the waikato right on or the, the auckland side of the border auckland yeah, okay. yeah yeah so we're still level four here but um, as you know, I've also been trying to work out. Well, there's not that many changes to level three anyway. No, there's you not. Know, if you don't have to go, you're still supposed to stay home. And um, yeah, that whole level thing just became blurred. It's easier if someone just says you got to stay home. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> but remember, it didn't take us long to bounce back once we yes. got used to those two or three months or six months or whatever it was without yeah. COVID. And, you know, I went to a couple big rugby games. It was packed yep. stadiums, kids running around. I kind of feel like that's what I was exploring before with the, the immune system goes up and it's, it's, it's alert. 
Yeah. So people look at you different. They're looking at you for what they may, you know, the the lofty words like aura. They're, they're mm-hmm. scoping you out, right? This a you threat to me. Yeah. And at the moment, it's a yes from everything, and it makes sense, right? The inflamed area is the city yeah. where you are. So it's like that you've cut yourself, and that's that little yeah. red area. And the further you go away from that, it kind of um, retracts a bit. But yeah, uh, as long as in a couple, however long, as long as that comes down again, you can see your neighbor and say yeah. hello. So with your podcast, how many people yeah. have you spoken to since this has started? How many episodes have you created since this started? You know, there's kind of two waves of this for me. Last last lockdown, I'm doing exactly what you did. I transferred yep. everything digital. I went into full connection mode, right? This lockdown, I haven't. I've had a bank. Uh, you'll see I'm in a little bit of a studio mm-hmm. now. It's something I built at my house. Um, and I've still got a couple conversations that I recorded pre-lockdown that I'm going to release. But I'm also okay with breaking this vigorous cycle of one upload a week because we, we're in interesting times. Yeah. Know? I'm more trying to use it as a reward when I want to have some time away that I might come and do a bit of recording, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I've only done two digital chats. Um, one with a friend of mine, Pat, who runs a podcast called the department of conversation. I highly recommend you reach out to have him on your little chat show. Okay. Um, and he'll do the same to you. He's doing some fireside chats, you know, just interesting people doing interesting things. Um, and you, and I've thought about reaching out to people. Um, but you know, I'm like, actually I'm, I'm okay at the moment, just sitting on what I'm up to. And I'm, I, I guess, Paul, I'm having a bit of a thought around just like, if I'm going to have a bit of a think or I'm given the opportunity to plan, what might I do next? So using it as downtime, yeah. essentially right? recovery time, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because normally my week is, I'm always trying to scrape together a podcast so that I can upload, you know. And I've done that now for, well, gee, 2013. So I guess I'm coming up to 10 years. Yeah. In different varieties of what the show is and whatnot. But I mean, you know, I probably have had, what, three or 400 chats. And and that's not a unique thing because everyone chats with people. But to record an hour of time with somebody yeah. has been pretty special, you know. So I guess these downtimes, um, I get to reflect a bit more on, um, you know, what we're up to. And, and and actually, like, for the last five or ten years, that's been my hobby. Yeah. You know, uh, that's been me going to the pub on a Friday is having a podcast. So um, the fact that I'm at home, um, maybe my hobby is just hanging out and you know I, i'm a recent home owner and gee that's a story and a half but, <laughs> and buying in auckland um, absolutely <laughs> oh dude and and i will say that i'm not someone who says sits here and says that you know i saved up when i you know rags to riches it's like no um cut out the avocado toast and the lattes <laughs> oh it's like it's bs I, I would love to see a graph or some science around or an investigation at least, so how many people who are homeowners in the last 10 years have a substantial amount of help from family? Oh, it would be because huge. I am one of those people. And that's the truth. Everyone can say what they want, but man, it is tough to do it with 
and out a decent chunk of change from family. So yeah. I always, I promised myself I would always admit that because otherwise it can look a little bit silly, you know? The irony is that my mortgage payment now is lower than the rent would be yeah. normally on another place. And so that's the like, that's the gut-wrenching thing. That's what makes you believe in like things like hell because you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. You know, why, why is it so unfair that most of us can't get in without this kind of help from these previous generations. But anyway, um, that's kind of another thing. But, you know, I potter around the house. It is my art project. Um, if I'm not, like, trying to screw something in somewhere or bugger around with it, um, I'm, yeah, like, to answer your question, podcasting has taken a side seat. And mm -hmm. I'm thankful of that because people like you have picked up that online content <laughs> and, <laughs> and filling in. So I sit down and watch a lot of content now, you know, and um, like you, can people reach out to want to chat? And I'm like, yeah, I've got time. So, so you're enjoying the lockdown sort of period. So the freedom of the lockdown. I, 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 I like it, but I, I'm, I'm a, per, I'm an in-person person. I don't like, I like reading you when I'm looking at you and yeah. looking at your micro expressions and understanding that I don't like, I especially like doing that with people who manage me and my bosses. And, yep. you know, that's why I'm an effective husband because I'm around a lot and I can see and feel um, what they mean. At least my best guess. The problem I have with lockdowns is my mind starts thinking, what's that person? Who are they? Yeah. What are the conversations that I'm not privy to? What happens after yes. we click off the Zoom? And I don't like that. So I have to work really hard at either preempting those things by being extra organized or just like, um, you know, keeping in touch. This lockdown has been okay. I think like the last lockdown really got me, you know, because I'm a creative person. I, you know, the creativity side, you might do nothing for five hours yeah. and have an inspirational one hour yes. and create everything you need. Because the truth is, the five hours were like an incubation period. Now, you can't prove that because no one can ever see inside Paul Barlow's yes. head. But the outcome is the only thing that I think creatives can hold on to. And so when you're in an environment where people don't really understand that, it just becomes a harder game to play, especially virtually. Oh, yeah. You know? And so this lockdown, I'm lucky to be in an environment where, you know, one year older, I have a few different opportunities ahead of me. And it's more, um, what would you call it, like a self, a more self-regulating, you know? So as long as uh, the things are being delivered, that's good. Mm -hmm. Who cares how you do it? So do you find then that this sort of conscious switching off at the moment and, and stepping back in a bit more family time, is that very much a reaction to how you came out of the first lockdown? Uh, yes, yes. At the end of the first lockdown, I think I had decided I'm going to, you know, the, the least favorite word in the world, pivot, right? Um, or at least change my, I, I wanted a bit more control, mm -hmm. you know, even though that's a silly kind of term because whatever it is that, I'm still seeking that. I'm still seeking to be able to influence the things I can influence and understand why I'm doing it. I'll give you an example. Like in the last year, I've been really studying hard into the world of um, breathing patterns mm -hmm. that support a 
more calm state. Now, it's quite a lofty statement that, but there's this idea that uh, you only have two functions in your body which can be driven manually and automatically. And one of them is breathing and mm -hmm. one of them is blinking. And blinking probably makes sense because the automatic one is yep. keeping your eyeball, you know, safe or whatever. The manual one is like there's a dust storm. Yeah. You know? So I was thinking about breathing and I was like, that's not such a logical case. Why would we need an automatic version of it, i.e. when you're sleeping? Yeah. And why would we need a manual version? And it turns out, and the science is really strong on it, that your manual override is how you influence your body to either upregulate or go into fight or flight or downregulate, which is this rest it, and digest. It makes a lot of sense. Two sides. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it it kind of doesn't for a lot though, because we one, like it's all based mainly on like a oh, this is what I reckon about of an 80-20 rule, right? Like you're supposed to breathe automatically mm -hmm. or outsource that, but it's influenced by your health, it's influenced by your stress level. So if you're more stressed, like if you have like a, a shitty boss or um, constant bad thoughts about yourself you will automatically be breathing faster right and that yeah. will automatically be putting you into a more heightened state you know and people know what a heightened state is it's what we feel around COVID. yeah right? so that's good short term but it's not good long term and um i guess where i've been really fascinated is like how can you take manual overdrive what are the tools you need to take manual overdrive what is it doing and how can it, um, how can it be sustained? So like, um, I guess there's two things I've been up to is one learning the science around, uh, well, more slower breathing patterns, you know? So firstly, breathing more through your nose because your nose um, is this filter and mm -hmm. you won't go down the kind of too deep rabbit hole in it, but like, guess what it captures pathogens and yeah. all of that stuff. And, it gets stuck in all the mucus and you spit it out. And and so if you're breathing through your mouth a lot, you're missing that, you know? So you're more susceptible to infection and all of those different things. But also um, breathing through your nose is something that, you know, helps not get sleep apnea and snoring and choking mm -hmm. yourself at night. So, so it's been really interesting and fulfilling actually to understand that. And those are things that I've also been, um, you know, using for me. You know, it's not always successful, Paul, because sometimes the, you know, you just get really angry. You know, things are happen and you just fall on. But you'll be surprised if you sit down and, uh, you know, just simply, you know, sit by yourself or not. But you can do it at meetings. You can just slow your breathing down to about five and a half seconds in, five and a half seconds out. And if you measured your heart rate, you'd see it coming down. If you measured your blood pressure, you'd see it coming down. And it's all pretty logical because you're not preparing to go into battle yeah. if you breathe slow. So it's like the breath controls the mind. And then the mind tells the body through chemicals what to do. Yeah, I suppose you know? if you, your breathing um, rate changes. That changes the oxygenation rate of your blood supply. And that obviously controls a lot of what's absolutely. happening in your body. Absolutely. And, and when you breathe faster, you know, we're all aware of exactly what that is. We just don't tie it to breathing faster. Mm. You're hyperventilating. So you think about people when they're hyperventilating, they're really jittery. 
Oh yeah. And what actually happens is you blow off too much carbon dioxide. So, and that signals to the body that there's danger, you know? So it constricts everything. Mm. It constricts your field of vision. It constricts your blood vessels. It pumps your heart faster. And I mean, these are, that's what chronic stress is. Yeah. It's that all the time. And, um, and, and it's like horrible outcomes, bro. Like, like this is no BS. The outcomes if you have chronic stress is basically um, poor cardiovascular health, right? Yes. So that's like number one killer, heart attacks. Um, but also Alzheimer's yes. because w- w- when your body is in a panic state, uh, first of all, not enough oxygen can get to your brain to flow. But also when you're calm is the only time this there's a cerebral fluid, you know, this fluid that clears out the junk in your brain. Not like not like junk junk, like leftover proteins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if that can't get cleared out, it clogs up these neural pathways and it forms like it kills the brain and that's Alzheimer's and dementia and it's crazy shit. And so you sit down and you think, okay, how can I influence that? Well, I can um, and this is gonna sound wacky, bro, but do some study on it and it's all legit. I can tape my mouth at night so that I only breathe through my nose and that will help me slow my breathing at night. It'll stop me choking on, um, you know, like people who snore, mm-hmm. mouth breathing, snoring, and then they choke themselves and, and that's bad news. Um, and you can also, you'll be less dehydrated, which is, you know, that if you wake up with a dry mouth, you're probably a mouth breather. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll have you know better sinuses they'll be clearer because the nose is being used so you didn't really ask me about all that stuff but I find it <laughs> that's right worst um, comes to worst I can cut it all out if I need to <laughs> it's the best thing about being in yeah, charge so of that's what, that's, exactly exactly so that's what I've been up to man I've just been trying to like figure out what it actually is and then how to explain it and how to do it in a way that helps me you know, I like the idea that um, if I'm less, if I'm having less time, um, you know, especially as a bigger person, right? We're, we're big dudes, yeah. you. and we know that as the years go on, we've got to control that. We've got to yeah. work out better strategies to, um, you know, not have that body running so hot, not not be sweating all the time or panicking because that, like. That, like, that gets us, you know, and the stats all show it. So it's like um, trying to find a narrative, actually, that makes sense to people, you know, and it's actually really empowering, Paul, you know, like people can control most things, but they can't control how you breathe, you know. That's why yeah. I think it works for you, the queen, and someone in jail, right? No one can, yeah. only you control how you breathe. Have you ever seen somebody having a full-on panic attack? Yep. First thing they do yep. when, when ambulances show up is, yeah, it's oxygen. that They put them in a mask and get them mm. to start breathing properly and to calm them down. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they used to, in the past, recommend the bag. Yes, yeah, the paper bag. Can't because get bags like that anymore. That, <laughs> no, no. And, and that was based around, they moved away from that science, but the science is still strong. They were trying to restore carbon dioxide. That makes because sense. Because if you yeah. think like you, you blow all that carbon dioxide off, so your body 
So adding more oxygen into your body wouldn't actually it wouldn't actually be doing that much. But when you can restore the um, carbon dioxide, it's more like a yin yang. You know, it gets back to normal. And in fact, that's why um, it's really important to try and slow that breathing. I think the stat I saw was historically, maybe our ancestors collectively, 500 years ago, people breathed at about a four to ten breaths per minute all right so that's about five seconds and five seconds out our modern world about 80 percent of us breathe at about i think it's something like uh 10 to 18 breaths a minute that's the kind of standard for humanity. okay and i think it's quite clear that if you, you could probably tie that to some of these um mental health crises you know but it's like this hidden feature that people think it's like um and don't get me wrong it's not a one-stop shop but bro, it is a very important foundation. Yeah. You know, like you look at the SAS and they've got three rules of survival. It's, it's not food and it's not water. It's, it's air. There's like three weeks of no food, three days, no water, but three minutes, no air. And so when all turns to shit, they go back to that rule of the rule of threes. Wow. It's I didn't pretty, realize pretty that. Amazing. But, but, but we don't do that. Eh? No. We do something like, we, we put shelter at the top mm-hmm. and second to that is probably like food yeah, and or nourishment. And then, you know, we put talk therapy somewhere up there, but not in crisis. Those are further down the list. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you absolutely right. yeah. But we just don't talk about it. And I think that's why I don't know if it will be my life's work. It feels too hard, you know, but <laughs> I just, Maybe on a podcast and stuff, at, I can explain. At our age, I don't know if we should be worrying about legacy just yet. It's, 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 it's a scary thought, actually. It's sort of going, oh, what have I left behind in the world? Like it's, it, it sounds like the work that you're doing is really helping you process everything that's out there at the moment that, that, that's coming your way. Oh, there's a lot being thrown at everyone right now. Mm, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And I think if we're open, we'll find that thing for us that makes sense and i guess what i mean by that because i don't want it to sound too kind of lofty is like if you're um if you're looking around at what the environment is offering you mm. you know and tying that into your own personal experience you might find something you know i mean it's a perfect time to change because you can always blame it on covid later yeah, true. You know? and actually people i like that people idea. wouldn't yeah yeah they wouldn't um you wouldn't be remembered bad because you'd be like oh you're the one who tried that thing and failed during a pandemic yeah you must have had some other issues which is probably true right but if you you know it's wartime at the moment you know collectively with that virus it's not peacetime so so why not try and push that boundary in fact it's probably going to help to just keep you with something small that you can do to make change you know like there's a cause and effect of what you're doing paul you know you know one o'clock today we were going to catch up yeah okay good i can bank my soul on that and then i will just do this and then worry about what's next as opposed to oh you know what am i going to do today yeah so and and that's a big part of it for me it was um Mm. like beginning of the week i'm like another weekend at home can't go out, don't have anyone here. Mm. I don't want to spend another day on the couch watching Netflix. I could just, I want to catch yeah. up with people, but I want to make sure that it's it's a catch up that means something. 
So, so that was my Absolutely. plan. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's a win-win-win as far as I'm concerned. You've got content, you know, to help grow your own story professionally and and you know personally, but also it's fun as we're doing it. And you know, there's probably little clips in here you can clip together, and that yeah. becomes awesome content. And if if people keep a keen eye, they'll learn something about how they can share their digital story with the world. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. If they keep a really keen eye, they'll notice that I've actually been changing the background as well between every video. But we'll see if they pick up on that. So so everybody has, I don't know if you can see it, I think, what have I got in the corner there? It's a Cartman? I yep. I'm not wearing my glasses because the ring light reflects off it. Um, there's there's a different character in that corner every video. Yeah, look, there's some deep wisdom in that, right? Like, it has to be fun for you. Yeah. And I think we're, where we're at at the moment is it becomes too much about everyone else. Yeah, this content chatters for people, but it's also for you, and you get these meta little Easter eggs. Yes, I mean that's what I miss about DVDs. There's no more Easter eggs. I know you, know, you can't find something by accident, like the making of, or you know, little commentaries, little, little things, little tidbits. I oh, miss commentaries. Like, I'm so, oh man, like I'm so lucky they released the box sets of like the old Superman films before today. Yeah, because. You know, now Dick, Dick Donner's dead and like he does all those commentaries on all the films. They did the, the Superman 2 recut with the Martin um, Brando footage. Yep. It's like, it's like, we're so lucky to have had that, but where do you find it now in the plethora? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's too I think much. It's too Disney big. does it, don't they? Disney Plus does commentaries on some of their stuff as an extra feature. But it, right. it's it's one streamer out of a dozen. Like it, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels, and it's too hard. It feels like an extra click. It's my yeah. problem with everyone saying that everything's on our website. And what do you mean? You just, it's a black hole. It yes. might as well be a black hole. And you, you think that it's easy to navigate, but it's four menus in. Yeah. And people only want to click. It, I've, actually, I've already typed in a web address. Don't make me work yeah. harder. I want what <laughs> I know? want on front screen right now. There's those old sayings that the customer's always right. Yeah, because they won't buy from you, or <laughs> you know, you know, it's even like for my podcast, I've had to consolidate the idea that if I don't upload every week, I might lose um, listeners. Yeah, and I've decided that's okay because they're not going to turn around and go, "If you will for not loading a podcast," they're just going to move their attention somewhere else. Exactly. And so, you know, I'll come back. I'll be, you know, do maybe a, a slightly different take on things or would have learned something just through thinking and talking to people like yourself and who knows you might pick up some new type of engagement yeah it's exciting yeah so let's switch gears a little bit you'll skip rope at the moment because you're skipping is it a hundred hundred skips a day i'm doing uh i'm doing a hundred days of skipping okay and i'm only using my nose to breathe okay so i've given myself the challenge of um, at least a, at least a minute non-stop of nasal breathing skipping. It's actually quite challenging. But my goal would be at 100 days that I could maybe do five or 10 minutes nasal only. Okay. So the idea is that I'm going to be uh, breathing in a really healthy way, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, like a way that's not panting, you know? I could yeah. run through five minutes probably if I oh, wanted yeah. to. But I want to reach a level of control where you're skipping you're doing something quite hard but you you're breathing in a way that is like calm 
you know so i like the juxtaposition of it i like the opposite nature of like it's not grunt it's like you've got there not by accident you know so yeah i mean it's just a, a probably not on such a detailed level at a top line it's just like can you do an activity every day for 100 days how, how are you finding I'm it so far because obviously skipping is something that, that you could do indoors but you probably shouldn't and weather wise yeah. it could cause you a few issues if, if like we eat the storm the other day <laughs> yeah yeah i was out there skipping in the rain it felt kind of beautiful <laughs> in some ways paul like i don't know I, I like ideas where there's like not too many people else doing it at that time yeah i like trying to put those niche umbrellas over things um but no it's it's a look i'm big and it's challenging to yeah. get that rope around this body but i like that challenge you know i'm i'm constantly thinking i'm going to snap something because i'm probably too fat to be skipping like that but you know i kind of feel like well the body's had a bit of a shock it's now knows that i'm going to be doing this and um that's why i've also given myself a realistic goal like a minute of doing something doesn't sound much but it is if you like at the end of the week i've done minimum seven minutes of skipping yeah. who does seven minutes of skipping in the last 10 years yeah right and okay you can pick a hole in it and say well you didn't do it all in a row but i will yeah i will and i'll do it i'll, I'll get there but you'll be able to trace back every day to see how long it really takes to build that level of um, not fitness. It's not fitness. It's control. Know, it's like something else. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's a level that's of right. control. The, the thing that I love every time yeah. I see your videos is you look really excited to be doing it. Like there's a, there's a genuine joy for it. And like for me, skipping is something I did in school because it was what you did during PE and you had those horrible plastic ropes that you could be whipped with and, and leave marks. But yeah. to, to actually see you out there doing it, you have so much fun with it. And it's something that, that comes across really simple. You know, it's a skipping rope. We all know how to use it, but you really enjoy it. And yeah. that, that's really cool to sit down and watch. Well, I appreciate that, bro. Like I haven't had too much feedback apart from, you know, a few likes and stuff, but it's hard for me because I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And sometimes I'm really keeping my mouth shut. So it looks a little bit like sometimes, you know, I've got the face on because you're like actually trying to breathe yeah. through your nose, but I have been having fun with it. And you're right. It is something like kind of primal. Yeah. Like you got to, you hit the jump, you know, you have to jump for things. If you saw a snake, you jump. Yeah. And so I like this idea that um, I even like the idea of, I don't know exactly what's happening, but there might be something in our bodies, you know, it's registering movement. It's uh, recalibrating, you know, I, I, the brain and the organs, they kind of float. Maybe they needed to be pushed against each other. And, you know, it's the same thing that happens when you breathe properly. You use your diaphragm and it pushes and squeezes against your heart and it pushes out. And, you know, this cavity fills up and expands. And I'm really big on like, do something to feel something. Yeah. And not just up here, you know, like if you're feeling a bit down and out, like stop eating for a day, pending you don't have an eating disorder. See how you feel when you're hungry. You know, I guarantee you, if you go 24 hours just by drinking water, you will sit down and eat that nice piece of steak or whatever it yeah. is, and life will feel brilliant. You know, it's just like, it's just so obvious that people in our over smart world think that's we're full of shit you know but i'll tell you what's full of shit as far as i'm concerned is like 
expecting an outcome where you're like giving yourself negative feedback loops, being triggered on everything, pissed off at that, pissed off at that, and then wondering why we're looping back around as these um, non-optimal beings. Mm. You know, it's it's like, yeah, your body's built to like do things with it. And I just think it's like, yeah, you need a probably a two meter squared space to flick a rope around you. And um, I, I'd, I'd love you to have a go, man, because. I don't know that I've got a two meter space for it, to be honest. I, I just sort of looking at well, maybe my front yard, maybe. Yeah. Because it's, it's, yeah. it's a fenced off area, but then like my backyard is currently flooded. And I don't know if you could hear it before, but there's pumps next door pumping out the unit that's down oh. there because it was underground and got flooded in the in the storm. Jeepers. And my front yard's a shared driveway. Out the other side's a shared driveway. Um, but yeah, yeah, always sounds like something fun to do. Right. Well, <laughs> well, you well, are allowed to exercise, right? You can totally. you walk somewhere yeah, and just find a two-meter spot of concrete. Oh, anyway, you'll, you'll look crazy, but you'll, oh. you'll be the man. I look crazy anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with looking crazy. And I don't know that many people around here, so it's not going to matter. Um, last big question <laughs> for you. What's the best mm-hmm. advice you can give people to help them get through what's obviously a tough time for everybody? Mm. Yeah. If you can, if you can breathe through your nose, like you don't have a deviated septum or something, you know, uh, kind of chronic up there, um, explore taping your mouth at night so what i'd say to people is sit in front of the tv put a piece of tape over your mouth and see how it feels do that for a couple hours every day and then have a go at doing it at night now the urge to breathe is the most powerful urge of all of them so you're not going to suffocate okay you're actually more likely to suffocate if your mouth breathing because you're going to have sleep apnea that's suffocation you're going to drop your oxygen level so low that you're going to give yourself, you know, a, a raft of BS. Um, restore nasal breathing is nature's gift. And I'd say it doesn't matter what I say, what anyone else says. If you're having eight hours a night of bad sleep, you can expect um, those things to come back and haunt you. So be brave, do some um, Googling, um, tape up that mouth. I know that sounds weird, but, we live in weird times Paul. I really want to thank Will for joining me on what turned into a really epic conversation initially when I pitched these talks it was about 15 minutes long is sort of what I was aiming for and as you can tell we went a little bit over there and there was a whole bunch of stuff that we cut as well if you want to check out Will's podcast you can find the links below in the description honestly some of the stuff that he comes up with is so inspiring and he gets so many people from different walks of life who have got so much to give you definitely need to check it out if you get a chance. So check out the links down below and go have a listen. Until next time, thanks very much for joining me and I hope you enjoy the next episode.